Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. This morning, we are just experiencing so many testimonies over the past few weeks. Uh, when we started our series on spiritual family, no, spiritual warfare. Mm. And so, I wanted to just share with you a couple of things that I felt the Holy Spirit was sharing with me as I was preparing concerning what He's doing. There's, there's people here, some of the issues that you're having in your life are based in forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit is saying that if you will forgive, you will be free. There's particularly someone here, you, will, you struggle with alcohol because of an issue that happened in the past. And if you will forgive, the, the urge for the alcoholism will leave you. Someone similar here, you struggle with, like, you can't stop sleeping around and that kind of thing. It's immorality, a spirit of immorality, but also based in unforgiveness. And the Holy Spirit is setting you free today. There's someone else, you go for deliverance all the time. It's like this church, then that church, then this church, then that church. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you need the truth. And the truth will set you free. There's someone else here, you struggle with car crashes. It's almost like you don't even want to get a new car. And it's a cycle of the enemy that he's breaking you out of. And there's more that we'll share throughout the morning. But I really feel like as we started this series, uh, the the Holy Spirit has been wanting to set people free com completely. The first week we spoke about the spiritual world. We spoke about the fact that there's a seen realm and an unseen realm. And if you're only acquainted with the seen realm, you are limited in your perception of what is real. And the enemy will destroy your life and you won't know where the shots are coming from. And also you will not understand the dimensions of the authorities and the, and the power structures that are affecting not only your life, but also the village that you come from, the city that you live in, your family. And there are certain agendas of the enemy to infiltrate your family in order to take prisoners and to begin to start cycles of demonic destruction in your life. And we spoke about the fact that the enemy has instituted what we call demonic infrastructure. And some of the key things that he uses is something called culture. Under the guise of culture, much demonic activity is taking place with the applauses of the family. And you might have been here that week, and you say, yeah, but we don't go to a fire or we don't go to a river. But there's something in your culture that started from the other side. And so... The other element that the enemy uses as infrastructure is legal structures. He will legalize certain practices and promote them in a nation. We spoke about the fact that abortion, we are on the brink of signing off on the death of many children as being legal in our nation. And we think that nothing is going to come of it. You are releasing death in your nation. It's not a matter of woman's rights and body integrity and is it the baby or is it the mother. It's not a matter of that. 
the question comes down to if you put your hand on the throat of the innocent, there will be consequences. And the enemy knows that in order for him to open all sorts of gates of demonic destruction, blood sacrifices are a necessity. Amen. That was week one. <laughs> and then we spoke about the authority of the believer last week. I was on the campus preaching to the students. The authority, hello, change the campus, change the world. The authority of the believer is something that if you don't understand, you will think that God is allowing certain things in your life. And God will be saying, why are you allowing these things in your life? I remember the story is told of, of John G. Lake. He was part, and this is early 1900s, mighty man of God. And he, his, he was part of a family of about nine. All of them were dying early. And when it came to the seventh one, he asked God, Lord, why aren't you doing anything about this? Surely this is not your will. Why don't you do something? And God spoke to him and says, why don't you do something? That was a change in his life. We read the scripture in Luke that says, I've given you authority over all the enemy's power. How much? All the enemy's power. You will walk on snakes and scorpions and you will crush them under your feet. And nothing shall in any means hurt you. And it is important that you take up responsibility concerning the jurisdiction that is granted to you. And stop blaming God for the way that the earth is. The Lord made a perfect world and then he gave it to us. And then we ruined it like this and blamed God. We put it in our legal documentation, barring acts of God. Everything that is destruction and some, somehow God is behind it. Either he's causing it or he's allowing it. or he's, uh, The only reason why God is allowing it is the same way that a judge would allow a criminal to wait for the judgment day. And he won't just go to the criminal's house and say, I've come here to execute justice. Understand? And so the enemy, and this is, and you say, no, 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 God is allowing certain things. No. In fact, when Jesus came on the scene, the response of the demonic was, you Jesus of Nazareth, we see you. Have you come already to torment us? It is not our time yet. You are not allowed. We know the rules. You are not allowed before our time to come. The only way that Jesus could intervene in the demonic realm was by incarnating and becoming part of mankind. Because that's where, that's where the authority was deposited. I have given you dominion over the birds of the air. The, the whole thing is given to us. You must understand the authority of the believer. The word of God says, your adversary... The devil goes around prowling like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. And when he devours you, you say, oh Lord, why did you allow me to be devoured? He says, be on your guard. James says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That means if you do not submit yourself to God, if you do not resist the devil, he will 
not flee from you. And then you will blame God. Because he's got broad shoulders. He can carry all the blame of all the world. Remember in the beginning when Satan came in. And this is the story of mankind. Absolving responsibility. Blame somebody else. In the beginning when Adam ate, they were hiding. God came in the cool of the day to come and fellowship with them. And he called, Adam, where are you? He said, we are here, we are hiding. Why are you hiding? No, we realized that we are naked, so we, we decided to hide and we became afraid. He said, who, who told you that? Did you eat of the tree that I told you not to eat? He said, the woman. <laughs> you gave me. I was fine, Lord. Me, you, the animals, that crazy. The woman you gave me. She gave to me. And I ate. This is, imagine you are speaking behind a bush. The <laughs> and then God asked the woman, and she said, yeah, the serpent. I'm telling you, that thing is still happening today. If you choose to realize what the truth is, the truth is that you have received authority on this earth. And it is only when you realize and awake to it that you begin to execute it. Until then, you are going to be under the oppression of the enemy. No doubt, the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come to just tempt and to play around and to uh, feature in uh, the latest blockbuster from Netflix called Lucifer. Amen. Today, we are dealing with the power of the name of Jesus. And we believe that over the next few weeks, over the next few weeks, we will be seeing these, these few things breaking out in your life. Firstly, revelation. Revelation is apocalypsis. It means unveiling. Things that are hidden, that cannot be known, are unveiled. The realm of the spirit must be unveiled to you. You can't see them with your natural eye. Number two, awareness of your status, who you are, and what you are. You are not just a human being. The word of God says in Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A creature. He is a new species. Tell your neighbor, what are you? Yes. If there's any aliens in this world, it's us. We are from heaven. Our citizenship. And then, breaking out of cycles of demonic systems. This is happening as we are preaching during the week. We are hearing the testimonies already. The prison doors have been broken open. Prisoners can go free. The only reason why people are in bondage is because the enemy uses ignorance. The truth will set you free. And then you'll be deployed to set others free. Okay, now give us today. We have to run through. There's so many scriptures that we are going to, to cover. Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, we spoke about this in week one, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle. We wrestle. 
And therefore, you need to gird yourself up. You need to prepare yourself. It doesn't matter how young you are. The enemy is a street fighter. It's not, okay, where's the ref? The enemy pulled me on the ear. You can't bite me on the ear. There's no ref. The ref will make rulings at the end of the age. Right now, that devil is a street fighter. He will take you out and kill your child. You need to have that kind of approach. When he's approaching you, you need to know that this is a death stand. It's not just a bit of a play play and then we'll go home. And when you begin to, uh, to realize the enemy's intent like that, you don't play with certain demonic things. When that person calls from the village and says, you need to bring your child to be washed in something and be heard voices, you say no. Not, well, maybe my husband, maybe we just need to consider that maybe... No, no, no. It's not maybe. We wrestle against powers and dominions. So today we're speaking about the name of Jesus. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and speaks to her concerning the fact that she will conceive the Messiah as a virgin. It says she will bear a son, Matthew 1 verse 21. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus or Yeshua or Joshua. Okay? In the Hebrew, Yeshua, Joshua. So if your name is Joshua, your name is Jesus. Jesus is the Greek version. Yeshua, Joshua, same thing. Okay? It means salvation. So when you say, in the name of Jesus, you are saying, in the name of salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means, God is with us. We're talking today about the name. We're talking about the name. We're talking about the name. Give me the next one. Philippians 2 verse 8. Let's read together. One, two, go. And being found in human form. Stop. Very important. We are talking about Jesus the Messiah. He's being found in human form. We are talking about authority structures and power in the earth. Being found in human form. Continue. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Stop. Death on a cross. What happened on the cross is tied to the authorities that Jesus is yield, wielding on earth. He, okay, let's keep going. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Hold, stop, stop, stop. Therefore, because of what? Because he was found in human form, he became obedient even to the point of the... He was busy with something. And after he did that and accomplished that, therefore he was highly exalted. And they bestowed on him the name. Stop. Not a name. The name that? Okay, stop. So that means, let me just teach some English. The means it's a definite article. It means there's only a specific one. There is only one specific name that is above every other name. They could have said a name that is above every other name. But 
It's not a name. There is only one name that is above every other. And the, God bestowed on Jesus the name that is above every name. Continue. So that, stop. So that. So the name is given him that is a highly exalted and above every other name. So that, continue, at the name of Jesus, every knee should stop. You see that word should. Not just shall. It won't just happen. It should happen. And if it's not happening, it's out of line with heaven's decree. If you are not born again, if you haven't bowed your knee to Jesus Christ, you should. And yet there are people every day going to hell. Because it doesn't happen automatically. Tell your neighbor God's will is not automatic. He is not willing that any should perish and go to hell. And yet people are going. And his son was sent. If God's will was automatic, everyone in heaven. The sacrifice was made. Done. The propitiation for the sins of the whole world was paid. The atoning sacrifice was made. It is finished. And yet there are those who will not go because it doesn't happen automatic. There's a way that this thing works. Every knee should bow in and and remember on the first sermon when we spoke about the unseen realm. Where is under the earth? Under the ground. In the sand. We were speaking about the fact that these are, these are places, hosts of spiritual activity. This is why when you're casting out demons and they say to you, I'm from beneath. I am from the waters. I am from the sea. He's speaking as if he's a beast. But these are the dimensions of our earth that you cannot find through a telescope. But we have received the word of God and the word of God is our entrance, is our perspective into the realm of the spirit. So that every knee should bow and every tongue shall confess. Where in heaven, on earth, this is the authority of this name. It's not just an authority in the church. It is not just an authority at home. It is not just an authority in parliament. It is not just an authority in your business place. It is not just an authority in heaven. It is an authority all over this earth. That is why if you come against the church and the preaching of the gospel, you are going against the highest authority that exists in existence. Be careful. It says that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What is Lord? Lord is not a religious term. Lord, we proclaim you now. Oh, Lord. Na, na, na. Lord, na, na. Lord. It's not just, it means master. It means the one who is ruler, supreme. And then, to the glory of God the Father. Give us the next one. I hope you are making notes of these scriptures. If you are unconnect, you should be getting them. It says, number one, authority is vested in persons. First point, you must understand, authority is vested in persons, not in structures or in institutions. Without humans, without spirits, authority does not exist. 
Colossians 1 verse 15, we read this last time. It says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the new creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body who? The church. Consider this. If Jesus is the head of the church, the authority that rests on the head rests in the body. Ask your neighbor, do you know what you are? If you say that you are the body of Christ, it means you act on behalf of the head. Did you hear what I said? If you say you are the body of Christ, it means you act on behalf of the head. It says we are bones of his bones. Members of his own body. The life that flows in the head flows in the body. We have the mind of Christ. And then it says he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent or supreme. This is not a negotiation. Today I preach to you from the authority of God. I am not here to persuade. I am here to proclaim and decree. There is no, yeah, I agree. I don't know if I agree. It doesn't matter where you, whether you agree. Try disagreeing with gravity. Right? I disagree with gravity. Don't you know who I am? Okay. Either you fall on the rock or the rock falls on you. You can choose where your face will slam. Give us the next one. So authority is vested in persons. Matthew 28 verse, one, verse 18. Look at this. Jesus came up. This is after Jesus is raised from the dead. And I was, I was watching a documentary the other day about the, the, the brother of Jesus, James. James, the brother of Jesus, he becomes leader of the Jerusalem church after Jesus is ascended. But his whole life, he never believed that Jesus was the son of God. Never. You eat together at breakfast, and Jesus is there sharing, my father, I am from above, and, all and James is just like, I had enough. <laughs> that was James. This Jesus, every time, when Jesus was in his hometown in Nazareth, doing miracles, and the Bible says he could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. I'm sure James was there saying, mm, mm, mm. I grew up with this guy, who does he think he is? <laughs> right? And only after Jesus came back from the dead because they saw him, they warned him, you are talking nonsense, you. You will be killed. Then when he was killed, they said, yeah, yeah, they is on the cross now. And then afterwards, because remember, there was one time when Jesus mother and, and, and his brothers came. He was in a church meeting. They came at the door and the disciples said, Jesus, your family is outside. Can you come? He said, who is my family? <laughs> who is my family? These are my family. He that does the will of my father, he is my brother, he is my sister. And those ones out there, tell them, I'm busy. And then after Jesus is raised from the dead, that's when James realizes, wait a minute. And then afterwards, not only is Jesus raised from the dead, he now comes to the disciples on the day he is about to ascend. And James is there. 
And he says to them, all authority, all power and absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and I will be with you. And then after that, he starts to rise. <laughs> James is like, <laughs> and he starts to rise, and he gets received by a cloud. After that, James became a martyr. He died for the gospel. You need to understand who this Jesus is. Many of us live like James. As if Jesus is just some religious figure, one of them. I choose either Muhammad, or I choose Buddha, or I choose uh, Jesus, or I choose Oprah. One of them. Yeah. People are starting churches. And so you must know who, who this is. The authority is vested in the person of Jesus, number one. So Jesus is the Christ. Many times we say, in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ is not his surname. Okay, Christ is not his surname. Like, in the name of Petrus Angula. Right? No. Christ is not a surname. Christ is a description for the Messiah. Okay? The anointed one. In the name of Jesus, the anointed one. There's only one. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay? Now, among Christians, I hear so many times, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. In Africans, yes, yes. Yes. What? And then you ask him, are you a Christian? Yeah, of course I'm a Christian. You are blasphemous. You must not do that. Please, if you have been doing that, stop today. You don't know what you are provoking in the realm of the unseen. Demons love it. When they insult the name of Jesus. It's in every, most of the movies that you, that you have. It's there. Blasphemy is there. Go back. Go back. You are, you are, you are going to. Huh? <laughs> you must first create anticipation. <laughs> okay. So don't use his name in vain. Because when you need to use it in authority. It will not carry power. You have been saying, yes, 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 for all your life. Then when disease comes and you need to say, and in arm for Jesus, it's not working because you have been diluting the value of that name. Don't entertain it. And you know, no one, no one else's name is being used. No one says, in the, Muhammad, no one says that. Oh, Buddha. Buddha, damn Buddha. No one says that. It's only one name. There is the name that was given. I'm, to I'm talking about demonic infrastructure that is set up to force you into hell. If you don't resist, go with the flow, you'll end up in death. There is a way that seems right to a man. The end of it is destruction. Choose the, nor the narrow road. Few are on it. The wide road, many are on it, leads to destruction. Which Jesus? Now, a name carries not only the wording, it is the character, the personality behind the name. So if I say Godfrey, 
Which Godfrey are you talking about? Because if I call the wrong Godfrey, if, if Godfrey is my medical doctor, and I call the wrong Godfrey, I might get some engineering advice instead of medical advice. So you need to know which Jesus. Today, there are many Jesuses out there. Some of them have started cults. Is it Jesus of the JWs? Okay, that is an angel. Right? In some, some of the, some of the, the denominations, Jesus is the brother of Lucifer. He is actually Michael the archangel. Do you know which Jesus you worship? Is it the one born of a virgin? Or is it the one that Dan Brown believes came from a natural family and was married to Mary Magdalene? Yeah. So now I went online and I found some Jesuses. The one in the corner with the purple shirt, his name is Jesus Domingos, PhD. Huh? Then the one next to him is Jesus Ramirez. <laughs> and then there's the police officer there, right? Jesus Cordova. <laughs> right? Jesus Cordova. So just because you are calling Jesus doesn't mean you have the right Jesus. It could be <laughs> Dominguez. <laughs> huh? Which Jesus? Do you know this Jesus? You come to church every time. Right? Do you know? And I come, you are calling a soccer player. Jesus Gabriel, who plays for Brazil. Call me. Right? This is critical. It points to the fact the name is not just a magic word. It's not just say the name Jesus. You are talking about the person behind it. So control your mouth because your mouth is a spiritual weapon. When in, in Ephesians, when it speaks about put whole, the whole armor of God, the only offensive is the rhema, the word of God in your mouth. And so you must realize which Jesus are you referring to. So number one, authority is vested in persons. Number two, there is power in that name. Acts 4 verse 11. It says, this is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation or soteria in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now most of the time when people hear the word saved or salvation, they think of salvation from hell and going to heaven. But that salvation there, when, when, when someone was speaking about healing, they used the same word. Or being delivered of demons. So the same name that gives you access into heaven is the same name that you use to pray for healing. Is the same name that you use to deliver you out of death or out of demons. Are we clear? This is the name given among men. This is why this name is special. It is highly regarded. We sing it from the time that we are small, but we don't recognize the power in this name. We don't recognize the power in that name. Give us there the next one. Philippians 2 verse 8. We just read this, but look here. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. And, and 
If you are using the name of Jesus, look at the reach. Look at the reach of your impact. That name has authority where? In heaven and on earth and? This is where you have reach. You must understand that we have been given something. I'm getting ahead. But you must realize that there is no authority that can begin to stand against you if you are using the name that is above every other name. But because you don't know it, the devil understands that if somebody is wearing the uniform of authority or a police officer uniform and he doesn't understand the authority that he carries, that enemy doesn't care. He'll take you out anyway and desecrate your uniform and the whole system behind you. But the armor of God that you put on must have the heart and the spirit of a warrior. When David was going to fight Goliath, King Saul that was hiding the whole 40 days in his tent, the tallest guy in Israel. He was the tallest. He could have been the closest to Goliath. The rest of us are here. Yes, Saul. And he's hiding. And then when David came, short guy, and he said, who is that guy there? Who is that guy that is shouting like that at God's people? Can you see the attitude? His brother said, hey, shh. Where did you leave those sheep? <laughs> what are you doing here? Where did you leave those sheep? You are just looking for attention. Give us that bread and get out of here. And David went to the other guys and said, How much will they pay the guy who kills this guy here? Huh? How much? He said, Well, it's not possible, but if he does it, <laughs> two things will happen. Never, his family will never pay taxes in Israel again. And he will marry the king's daughter. He will become part of the royal family. He said, I'm doing it. Well, he said, okay, let's take him to the king. They took him to, to Saul. He explained the story to Saul. And Saul is, is, is the king, but he's carrying also like spiritual mantle. So he cannot say, yeah, how can we believe in God? No, he must just say, yes, 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 God is <laughs> going to be with you. And then he said, but take my armor here. David put the armor on. It was too heavy. He said, I have, not taste, I have not tested this. I have not experimented. He put it down. Just went with his normal clothes, shepherding uh, garb, item fashion. And then with his five stones and his sling. And when he came to Goliath, he started to speak. And Goliath also started to speak. He said, I will... Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Uncircumcised means he has no covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. I will take you out today. He said, I will, I will take you out today. I will kill you today. And I will feed you. Out, you and the host of the Philistines. Goliath was just like, come on, a worthy opponent. <laughs> huh? He said, do you come to me with a stick like a dog? He said, I will, today I will slaughter your head off. And the birds, they will know that in Israel there is a God. And Goliath said, ah, enough of this. He started walking to him. When he stepped towards David, David charged him, the Bible says. He didn't go, hey, 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 wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. He didn't go. The anointing, the spirit of God on the guy without an armor. He rushed at, at Goliath. 
And he took him out. And then when he was down, he took his own sword and cut his head off and lifted it. Then Israel, oh yeah! <laughs> and they started to charge after the Philistines. A shepherd boy. Now, you carry the name of Jesus. That is above every other name. It was given to you. And yet you are timid and afraid. All your dreams. Come on. Then in church, we have the name of Jesus. I'm telling you. Something needs to change. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Yes, you need to realize what you have. And the enemy's agenda is to make sure that your mind is in the wrong place. So that with the power that you have, you do nothing and you blame God and wait on God and God must be and God must be. It will not come. Why will it not come? Because it already came. Try calling them post. Say, my package that I received today, can you please send it? We can't send you a package you have already received, sir. Tell your neighbor the same power, the same power. that raised Christ from the dead, the dead. lives in me. Look at me. <laughs> it lives in me. Yeah. It starts like that. When it starts like that, the devil will do everything to change that confession. He'll try and hit you. Now say it again. The same power. <laughs> you have to be more resolute. Give us the next one. So there's power in that name. Okay, now you have to use the name. And you have to use the name with three items that we'll go through. First of all, with knowledge and honor. Okay? Look here, let's read together. Acts. We might not have time, but we'll read quickly. This is in the book of Acts chapter 19. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town. It's fine, I'll read. Casting out evil spirits, and they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. And seven sons of Sheva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time they tried it, and the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? <laughs> and then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, <laughs> overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked. Huh? He ripped their clothes. <laughs> ripped their clothes naked and battered battered means to be beaten and the story of what happened spread quickly through all of Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike a solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored sometimes I believe some of you need to cast out some demons your life will change yes you used to believe all the demons are in Benin City or there where there was like a slave post or something like that. That's where all the demons gathered. In Namibia, they are not here. In the office, they are not here. Or if I come from a Western country, you know, there are no demons there. Mm -mm. There are demons here. You say, no, this is a holy place. How can demons come here? 
If the demons cannot enter, then we cannot preach to them. They bring them with them, then we cast them out and preach the gospel to them. Just look at your neighbor. <laughs> so you gotta use that. <laughs> Just bring me some oil. Some oil. You need to understand that this name, this name of Jesus is known in the other realms. The only realm that is ignorant of this name is the earth realm. It's among men. But in the other realms, they recognize this name. And if there's someone that comes with authority, these Jewish guys, they were not born again. That spirit of power was not in them. Give us the next one. So you got to use, first of all, use the name with knowledge of the person and honor. And then use the name with faith. Full persuasion. Sometimes you say, no, but I was using the name of Jesus. I said, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus, Jesus' name. And usually it depends on who you saw. In Jesus' name. In Jesus, 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 Jesus. It doesn't work like that. You must use the name with full persuasion. Let's read here. Acts chapter 3 verse 12. We'll skip it here from verse 13 to, to, to 15 and continue in 16. It says, so then Peter, what happened was the man that was crippled at the beautiful gate from birth. After the, the Holy Spirit came upon the church, Peter and John, they went to the temple to pray and they found the man at the gate. He was asking for money. He was asking for alms. And they said to him, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. The man received strength and he started to walk. They called them in to the authorities and there was a crowd around them. And so he says, so Peter saw it and he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Verse 16, it says, and his name, this name Jesus, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see now and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So what they were saying is, it has nothing to do with our goodness. It is not our own power. It is this name. It is this name. This name that was given to Peter was given to you. When you pray for your food, Lord, we thank you for this meal. We thank you that there's meat in, included in Jesus' name. Amen. You use the name of Jesus there. But most of the time, you are not praying really to do anything to change. You know, you must pray for your food because most of the time, that is how it becomes good to receive and begins to nurture your body. Or if there's poison in it. Because sometimes if you have marriage problems. Other <laughs> God, you got to pray over your food. Okay. So the first one is you use the name with knowledge and honor. Then you use the name with faith. Guys, many of us think that we are, we are operating in faith. Many times it's not. Look at the result. It will tell you whether you use faith. And some of you are, oh, how, can, how can you say that? 
This is what the disciples were told by Jesus himself. Okay? So how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. So I'm preaching to you today concerning that name. Your faith is rising. Do you see? Okay. Then, the last one, you use the name without giving up. This is in John 14. Someone quoted it this morning. That slide is just throwing out. Let me just read this to us. John 14, verse 12. If you can put it for us on the other, on the other side. It says, very truly, I tell, I tell you, all who have faith in me will do the works that I have been doing. It says, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do also. Who is speaking? Jesus. What did Jesus do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. Next verse. This is the expectation on your life. The works of Jesus to show up in your life. Next verse. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. When you pray, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. And you don't see it happening. Now, when you pray, you can't pray for things that are not provided for in the grace and the cross of Christ. So you can't pray for your friend's husband to marry you. In Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus, I use that authority, that name, that name. Pastor said the name. I use the name. <laughs> to rob another woman of her husband. It happened. There was a lady she wanted to marry Kenneth Copeland. She had a connect group. She wore a dress, a wedding dress. Guys, come on, let's pray. And then she bound Gloria Copeland in the spirit, commanded her to die and get out of the way so that Kenneth can marry her. And today, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Kenneth and Gloria are still married. So you can't pray for things. Don't pray for things which are not in the word. So if you are going to pray, stop praying, read your Bible, and then pray. Because some of us, we are praying things that God cannot answer. So whatever you ask, when you know what God's will is, then you need to stand. Stand. Because you will have many people say, no, it's over. Then you must stand. Ephesians says, after having done all, the, after you put on your armor, you are now with the helmet of salvation, breastplate, everything. Now, now stand therefore. In the evil day, you stand therefore. And then, what happens? After you've done everything to stand, what do you do? You stand your ground. And you got to stand not quiet. You got to be speaking the word of God. You got to be militant in your heart. Give us the next slide. It is so important that you catch this church. This is not just for, this is not just for the pastors. It's for every believer. I remember... Um, I, I was listening to a minister, and he was speaking about the fact that they were, they were driving a car during their poverty days. They were driving a car that the brakes were not working. So what you do is, as you are coming to the stop, you know, then you handbrake a little bit, you reverse gear, then you go on the pavement and be... <laughs> 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 
And one time they were coming down downhill. And there were cattle in the crossing. The car was going. And you know how at that point your wife will just look at you. <laughs> anyway, so the car was going. <laughs> the car was going and the wife just said, Jesus! And they were on the other side of the cattle. I've heard those testimonies before. A text, there was a lady, she was about to be raped. I knew this lady in Stonebush. Same thing. Jesus! And the person flew back. Poof. I remember someone told the story here. They were at the, at the rank here t- catching a taxi. And here come people, you know, to try and come and do their things. She just said, Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> okay. And they left. There is something, because that name is what provokes angels. It doesn't just intimidate demons, it provokes angels to come. You are not alone. Miracles, healings, salvation, and it's not just the big things. The fact that you are born again, it's that name. It's not some other goodness or a good church, it's that name. Restorations, you lost everything, that name is the name of restoration. Tell your neighbor, use that name. Use it. Use it with knowledge and honor. Use it with faith. And then use it without ceasing. Don't back down. Sometimes, sometimes we pray for healing very differently than we pray for casting out demons. We'll be there casting out that demon. Hour number six. Hour number seven. We started. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Here by hour four. Come out. <laughs> Come out now. It's tiring. In your, in your flesh, it's tiring. But you need to persist because this sister is not going with this demon there. It's not God's will. But when we pray for healing, we pray five seconds. Lord, we pray for healing for this person. Amen. Amen. Anyway, that's not how it if it doesn't happen, even Jesus prayed twice. You know that. He prayed for a blind man, and then he asked him, what do you see? I see men like trees. Then he prayed again. And what do you see? Now I see clearly. You need to contend. Whatever you tolerate, dominates. Whatever you tolerate, dominates. Last one. Live by that name. Now, many of us have this understanding that, Vernon, please come here, that this is Jesus. Right? Come stand a bit closer. This is Jesus, and then this is me. And then I'm relating to Jesus like this. Right? That is fine if you are not born again. But once you are born again, give us the next slide. I think there's a script. No, there it is. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. It says, he that is married to the Lord, he that is joined to the Lord, is one spirit, one person with him. It doesn't mean you are the Lord. It means you are joined to him in the same way. The previous verse, it says, if you join your body to a prostitute, you become one flesh. In the same way, when you are joined to the Lord, you become one person with him. Do you understand? We are talking about the name, right? And this name is the same way when you get married. The ladies are not doing it anymore, some. When you get married and you take on the name. It's not a marriage ceremony now, but you, you, when, you, 
when you get married, you take on the name. It means everything that is represented here, I am taking on. I am climbing into this person. Yeah? Once I'm in this person, there are rights and privileges. In law, we have this thing called the power of attorney. If you will be out of the country, please leave someone you trust with the power of attorney. Because if someone needs to draw money from the account, and you, you can't access it there, you send them with the power of attorney. This is what Jesus said. I'm giving you a name. I'm giving you the power of attorney to act on my behalf. While I'm going, you do business until I come. And so, this power of attorney, this name of Jesus is recognized. But there are some demonic legal systems that will try and block you and say, no, you must press. Have you ever gone to the bank and then they tell you, no, this power of attorney, then you must press. Let it go all the way to Bank of Namibia. <laughs> yeah? Press it. Right? So now, one, you get the power of attorney. If you are married, eh, the other item is married in community. Uh, the brothers and the sisters are not doing it nowadays anymore. <laughs> because apparently there are business risks. Business risks, and I don't want to... So when, when you go in the fire, the lady stays out of the fire. Mm -mm. Marriage, if you go in the fire, you must go together. Mm -hmm. hmm? I remember... My wife isn't here, but I remember, you know, I'm a lawyer, so when we got married, I told her, maybe we should get an uh, anti-nuptial contract, you know. And you tell a beautiful girl who is in love with you, who is engaged to you, you tell her that, Malcolm. That anti-nuptial what? <laughs> what does that mean? What is, what is that? No, it means that, you know, <coughs> it means, <laughs> and you try to start to explain anti-nuptial what? And she's like, oh, are you making plans to divorce me? <laughs> no, it's not about divorce and all of that. But the issue here is, when you get married in Christ, you are married in community of property. The Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ. Not called joint. Meaning, when he signs, he needs my signature. <laughs> I can't take a loan without my wife's signature. My wife can't take a loan without my signature. Right? In the same way, Jesus is expecting you to act there while he acted here. In the same way, this name that he's given you is you taking on the name that he's given you, taking on the marriage that you have in Christ, and executing the will of Jesus wherever you go. Amen. Stop seeing yourself apart. Oh, the glory is on Jesus and it's not on me. You are in Christ. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Everything that is on, yes, Everything that is, we have to stop. Thank you, man. Give, it, give us the last, the last scripture. Let's read this together. One to go. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This week, this week, doesn't matter what you face, use the name of Jesus. I am here to tell you this morning that you have received the name. You are not without anything. If you've received the name, that name opens every door. Opens every door. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is here today, any oppression of the devil, any resistance, any attack of the enemy on their lives, 
we tear it down this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. We command every evil spirit to begin to clear out of their lives. We thank you, Lord, that this week they will see breakthroughs like never before because of that name. Thank you, Lord, that you are changing our lives, Lord. You are elevating us by your truth and by your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you are causing your name to be honored in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.